Well, good morning and welcome to the Sunday Sit-Down. I'm Reverend Phil Dickey, one of the pastors on staff here at White Rock United Methodist Church. Hey, it's my joy to welcome you here to this space. Uh, we, we are coming out of Christmas. Hopefully you got to spend some time with your loved ones once again, more time with your quarantine pals. And hopefully you got to see maybe a little bit of family. I know we're not supposed to do it, but hopefully you saw a little bit of family. It's so hard. It's just, I know this is a tough time, but um, our hope is, is that you had a great Christmas and you were able to celebrate and, and at least have a little bit of normalcy and ring in the, the, the holidays in a way that felt good and, and whole for you and your family. That's our hope for you. Um, we're here today, though. It's, it's a couple days after Christmas, and we're looking to the new year now, right? It's that weird space between, between Christmas and the new year. And so I thought to sit down today, it would be a really good opportunity to look at, at uh, New Year's resolutions, right? Like we all do them or we've done them and you've done them and failed so many times. You don't do them anymore, but you think about doing them again. Well, I'm here to say this is your year to do them again, and we're going to give you some really practical ways to do it because resolutions can be a really great opportunity to, to just kind of start over and start fresh. And so I've asked my friend Jenny, Jenny Mislin. Hello. So glad that you're here with me this morning. I'm glad to be here. Uh, to come and join us. Jenny uh, and I worked together for a number of years. I don't even know how many at this point. What is time anymore? It's nothing. It's fickle. Yeah, it's uh, but we worked together, and one of the things Jenny and I got to do together, we actually did a podcast together on uh, kind of spiritual disciplines. And so we keep talking about doing one again. Maybe our <laughs> resolution will be to actually, actually do the podcast. launch our podcast again. Yes. Um, but I wanted Jenny to come on and talk about um, what are some really great opportunities to do, uh, not spiritual direction specifically, but spiritual disciplines in the new year. And if you're wanting to set some resolutions to really... Um, I want to be careful about this because I don't want to like pressure people or guilt people, right? And be like, I have to be better in 2021. I mean, we always want to be growing and right. like working on becoming the best version of ourselves. Um, maybe that's one of our disciplines, <laughs> right? Is to figure out how to, to deal with that. But um, Jenny has a background in spiritual direction. And so I did want to bring her and just to talk about like, what are some disciplines folks can do? Yeah. Um, and, and so maybe let's start with, will you just give us a little bit of background on, on how you became involved in spiritual direction? And like, we'll talk a little bit about like disciplines that you do as well. Sure, sure. So uh, I'm a spiritual director. I have been trained in the Methodist tradition and a spiritual director is just someone that comes alongside people on their spiritual journey. Mm -hmm. um, and one of the things that you learn when you're a spiritual director is you learn about different kinds of spiritual practices, different kinds of prayer, different ways of being present. And so so instead of looking at New Year's resolutions as a way to be better, I think thinking about spiritual practices is just a way to be more present. Hmm. And isn't that something that we all need? Um, 100%. Especially in these trying times, it's yeah. just good to be awake and aware and to be um, more centered and more grounded. And um, any kind of spiritual practice or spiritual discipline is just a way to um, reduce anxiety, reduce fear of the present or worrying about the past. It's just a way to be here now. Sure. So yeah. you said we mentioned this idea of a spiritual director. If you've never heard of a spiritual director before, maybe give us kind of a, a differentiation between spiritual director, life coach, therapist. Like what, how, sure. would you, how do you see the difference between those kind of Well, aspects? a spiritual director is, again, just a spiritual companion. And so it's someone that you would meet with monthly, and they would give you different um, prayer ideas. They would sit with you and talk to you about how things are going in your life. They would... Um, pray for you. They would help you just become more centered. And okay. they're really, again, just a companion. Okay. God is the director. Love it. And so a spiritual director is someone that sits with you for about an hour a month and um, just gives space to the Holy Spirit and um, to growth. And it's just a really, it's a really great practice and it's a really awesome thing to do. Okay. So recommendation one, you can find a spiritual director. Yes. And 
Are you taking clients? I am. Hey, I there am. We go. Yeah, I'm absolutely. Even making a shameless figure. <laughs> uh, but I know there's a lot of them around the area yes. here. Yes, and, so and you can look on Spiritual Directors International on Ooh. their website, and you can find Spiritual Directors that way. Cool. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that was a thing. That is a thing. Okay, so um, walk us through a little bit of some of the the practices that you take part in as a spiritual director, but th- the things you do for yourself. Yeah. Um, so this year has been a doozy uh, <laughs> right. for, for yeah. us collectively and for me personally, for sure. And so um, one of the things that I do every day, a spiritual practice doesn't have to be anything intimidating. It doesn't have to be that you immediately start sitting for like 45-minute meditations or anything like that. A spiritual practice can be something as simple as every day after I take the kids to school, I take my little dog, Mooch, and we walk around the lake. Mooch. That's what we do. Yeah. And I don't, um, I don't take my phone. I don't listen to music. I don't do anything like that. I just walk. Mm. And anytime you're in the midst of a spiritual practice, the goal is to just be present. Mm-hmm. Again, it's not to think about things so much. And I don't know about you, but I constantly have a list of things going on. Mm -hmm. Um, I constantly have a lot of regret about what's happening or what I should be doing. Um, But when I'm walking with the dog, I try to just notice what's around me. I try to notice um, what the lake looks like that morning. Mm -hmm. I try to notice what the dog gets excited about. I try to just remember and bring myself back to the present moment because the present moment is very pleasant. It's that I'm outside with my dog. It's that it's a beautiful morning most of the time. Um, And it's that I'm okay and that God is with me. So that's a really simple way to start a spiritual practice is to just take your dog for a walk. Mm. Um, Go outside. Don't take your phone. And pay attention. And when you find yourself starting to drift off, when you find yourself starting to worry or go through what you have going on during the day, bring yourself back to the present moment. Take a deep breath and just, again, enter into the present. Because the present moment is usually okay. It's usually okay. You just mentioned something about paying attention to what your dog is paying attention to. Yeah. (laughs) And what an interesting way to recenter yourself by paying attention to what, I mean, we both have little kids too, right? Like, yes. What are the things that our kids are, are seeing in the world that we often so overlook? And the yeah. same with dogs, right? Dogs yeah. pay attention to so many things that we just walk right past or whatever. So that's, that's right. a really interesting recentering piece that I would have never thought of because I feel like so much of presence is being like, you know, aware of your own body and you're, mm-hmm. you know, like paying attention to your thoughts and trying to like allow thoughts to go. And like one way to do that would be looking at the world through the eyes of somebody else or something yeah. else even as a dog or whatever fascinating okay i i love that idea we just got a puppy and i That's right. really thought like yeah this is gonna be good i'm gonna go start walking so he, cute he is really cute yeah he hasn't figured out how to walk on a leash yet sure. though i know so uh it's hard. It's, and it's really cold outside it is. Uh, okay, anyway. uh, okay. <laughs> walks i love that i used to do that a lot with thomas when he was a baby he'd wake up stupid early and so i'd throw yeah. him in a little bjorn and just go walk and it yeah. was such a lovely time to just it's a great way out. to center and it I never feel worse after I go f- for a walk than oh, I did good. before I left. Like whatever I'm worrying about, whatever's going on, it you can take a five minute break, even if it's just five minutes, yeah. and just go for a walk, go outside, and you're gonna feel a little bit better yeah. most of the time. Most of the time. Most of the time. Yeah, and I know some are way more like nature rings true for different people, right? That's like, right. The other thing Jenny does and does really well is she also is an Enneagram teacher. And so, like, as a nine, right, like, nines do really well in nature. So sometimes yeah. I have to remind myself, just go, just go outside. Even if yeah. you're just going to, if you're on a phone call, just go walk around outside while you're on a phone call. 
because it will just boost my spirits. And mm. I know there's something biological with like vitamin D in the sun, whatever. All like that all is yeah. too. But <laughs> no, I, I love that. I think nature is a really important part. Absolutely. And if, if you're, I mean, there's your resolution number two, right? Like be in nature more to, as, a, as an opportunity to be more present. So yeah. it's good. Okay. It's good. Um, if you have a window in your house, we have this really big bay window in our kitchen and it looks over our backyard and we have bird feeders out there. Uh, yeah. And so something that the kids and I have been doing is we've been keeping a COVID-19 bird list. Oh, and we've fun. seen over 800 birds 800, 800 birds yes not like different kinds of birds oh, okay but i was like there are over 800 <laughs> kinds of well, birds yes and, yes i mean i guess that's probably but true not right? flying through my backyard yeah sure okay. but it's a good way again to just be joyful and to be aware of nature around you yeah. it's a good reminder that god is present and i love watching birds I, the, for the same reason i love going to the arboretum yeah sure. it's just beautiful and it's good and it's wholesome and it's invitational to get out of your mind again yeah uh this last sunday was the meteor shower oh, and the kids and i yeah. sat in the driveway for a while and watched the meteors and i just had this overwhelming sense of gratitude mm. and a reminder cool. of um again just the immenseness and the vastness of the universe and of God yeah. and um, of my ability to to be a part of all of that. I love so, that. Yeah. I forgot about the media shore. I, I really so want. Cool. I I wanted to do it and I forgot. But it happens every year in December, so you're good. Really? Yeah, it really does. Yeah. Uh, you, okay, you mentioned birding, which just makes me giggle every time, right? Like, yeah. Because we had Neil on a couple weeks ago, and you know, Neil is like the birder of all birders, yeah. right? He's Dex, a- what's the app that you have for trying to identify birds? Okay, Dex will come back on that. This is I put him on the spot over here. But uh, there, if you are get really into birding and you want, like, I want to understand who all these birds are. There actually is an app that you can can download and you can just start typing in descriptions of the birds. Maybe you know. Do you know what it is? I don't know. There's oh, Dex has two. Smart Bird ID Audubon. or Autobahn. Yeah. So if you want to get into birding in 2021, there's a couple apps for you that you can can get into, and that way you can start tracking because they keep track of all the the birds you you spot, right? And where you spot them at. That's awesome. You can take a picture and add it. and Yeah, cool. That's awesome. Okay, so th- birding, that birding. could be a new resolution in 2021 as well. Yeah, again, okay. it doesn't have to be any. It can be something that you already enjoy and that you already like doing and that you already, um, that already brings you joy. It yeah. doesn't have to be anything so hard. Okay, that's good because I think this is really important, right? Like I grew up in college and was in the campus ministry and it was the whole thing of like, did you, you, know, did you do your quiet time? And there was that whole like, and it's so easy for shame to get involved mm. and mixed into this of like, well, if I don't do it, then like I missed it. And did it. You know, like um, I was not a quiet time person in right. college. I'm getting better at it now. But like, but also quiet time was like so regimented to find like you had to read the Bible and you had to do like sit in prayer. For, and like, I didn't like doing either one of those things. Yeah. Right. Like I didn't understand what prayer was to me at the time. I didn't understand the Bible really at the time. Like, right. so to me, it was a huge turnoff. Right. right. So I love what you're saying about Take something you're already doing and almost like just be more intentional That's right. in the way you're doing it. It's all about intentionality and presence. And it shouldn't be anything that makes you feel ashamed or that makes you feel guilty or that makes you feel like you have to do it. If it's bringing about shame and guilt, then it's not the spiritual practice for you. And maybe it's not even a spiritual practice, right? Right. Um, That's good. It's got to be something that... that uh, 
that invites, that's invitational to your heart and your spirit. And so if you're not a nature person, which some people aren't, if you like journaling, that's a great way to sit and do that. Mm -hmm. Um, Lexio Divina, which we did the podcast on. Okay, talk to us about Lexio Divina. Which is just the process of reading through a short part of scripture, like four times in a row. And you pull something out of the scripture each time you read it. The first time you just sit with it, and then you sit with it and see what word calls for you. And then you think about how you can put it in action throughout the day. Um, That's a great way of reading scripture. It's a great way of just diving in really deep to a short verse. Um, That's a really good way of doing things. You can also um, you can also meditate. You mm-hmm. use Headspace a lot, I'm, so talk about that a little bit. Uh, I'm I'm a, I'm a I know I'm a Headspacer and I love it. And um, you know I don't even I, I don't do 45 minutes a day, right? Yeah. The closest I get is sometimes I, I especially during the pandemic I'll do a morning session and then I'll do an evening session with my kids. Yeah. Which I love so much. So like it's become a practice that I get to do with my kids too. Oh, I love that. Um, but like even on that, typically if I get up to 30 minutes in a day, then it's still like a, a good day for me. So. Um, and I used to like Headspace has gamified it, right? They've done it really well. That's awesome. And so like I'm all like part of me's like, oh, I can't lose my streak. And now Nora's like, Dad, we can't lose the streak, which I'm like, <laughs> we're missing the point here. But um, no, the same thing, right? Like it's I love Headspace because they do teaching with it as well. Yeah. Like good old Andy. Like Andy offers like a, a teaching opportunity before he goes into the meditation. And I've I've learned so much from that. Right. Just like this idea of you're not your thoughts, you're not your feelings. You know, mm-hmm. like you can pay attention to them, but like right. um allow them to just like come and go and like they always, he always says the blue sky is always there right like you right. may feel like there's a really heavy clouds right now but the blue sky is always behind oh, I love it that. right isn't yeah. that beautiful yeah um even to say he, the other metaphor he gives is the waves like the waves may get really tumultuous at times but like underneath the waves there's still like a really peaceful sea oh man yeah. isn't that good yeah that's I so know. helpful especially yeah. for now these times that we're in and two i love that you're doing it with your kids i think that that's a great way of thinking about of thinking about this is that spiritual practices don't have to be done in isolation. They can be something that you bring your family into, that you bring your children into. Um, Every day we sit down with my kids, they're seven and eight, and at the end of dinner we talk about our roses and thorns. Mm -hmm. So what was the best part of your day and what was the worst part of your day? And that's a way of just having them be cognizant of what's happening to them. And it's an intentional time with all of us where we can sit and share about what's happening. And it's also a way to look for patterns in our lives. So if the best thing that's happening to you every day um, brings about so much joy to you and makes you feel happy and worthwhile, then maybe invest in that more. Mm -hmm. And again, with the negative patterns, if it's something, if you're doing the same dumb thing every day that makes you (laughs) unhappy and angry, Um, sit with that. What do you need to change? So you can incorporate your children into your spiritual practices so easily and you don't even have to tell them it's a spiritual practice. Mm -hmm. You can just tell them to talk about their day. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Are you, I'm going to put you on the spot here. Okay. Do you, well, there's two things, two, two final things as we kind of wrap up here. One, have you abandoned these spiritual practices that like Mm. you just kind of either, whether it's you outgrew them or they just don't fit for you anymore? Yeah. And then while you're thinking about that, think about, have you made any resolutions for 2021 that you think you're going to implement for your spiritual life? Yeah. Those are both really good questions. Um, I, 
something that I've set aside that I did for a really long time is that I don't journal right now. Mm -hmm. I just don't. I did for many, many years, but it became something that was no longer serving me for the time being and something that felt like a chore. And um, so it's good to switch up your spiritual practices. Don't stick with the same thing. If it becomes rote, if it becomes something that doesn't uh, make you feel connected to God and to yourself, set it aside. Mm -hmm. Um, So journaling is one thing that I've set aside for a little while, and that was a good move for me. Um, for 2021, what are my new year's resolutions? Um, that's a good question. I think, (laughs) I think being outside more is really mine because it really does make me happy and it really does, um, just remind me of God's goodness. And so anytime that we can be outside, whether it's at a kid's soccer game or, um, walking the dog or working in the yard, uh, I just, I want to be outside more. I love that. What about you? I know, right? I'm the one that asks questions usually, yeah. and I'm like, oh, no, the question Turn has to come around. back on me. Um, I actually, it's funny that you say journaling. I used to write a lot more, yeah. and I stopped writing, really. And I, I don't, Even, like, during the pandemic, I thought, well, maybe I'll start writing again, and I just yeah. never did it. Um, I actually tried to write a blog for one of our series we did a couple times ago, the, the Faithful Friction series we did a couple about a month or so ago. And uh, <laughs> I literally wrote the blog three times, and I got so frustrated, like, writing used to just come so naturally for me. Yeah. And it was like almost like just a, I kept banging my head against the wall. And I thought, I need to see to set this aside for now. But I, it's a practice, right? right? And like, I have to get back into it to recognize. But I did, I used to love to write so much. And so I want to get back into writing again. Um, and and it, it's, it's the same way sometimes, I'll, like Mitchell and I have talked about, like writing a sermon can actually in and of itself be a spiritual discipline right. in the process of going through it. And that's sometimes how I treated my writing. And so I think I need to get back into that. Um, I also, similar to you, I love being outside. Yeah. And now that I, part of the reason I wanted to get a dog was because I, I knew it would make me get outside yeah. more. Dogs and so awesome. I'm really excited about warmer weather when I'm not going to be such a, <laughs> a wuss to go outside because it's cold. Um, and so, yeah, I think those are the, the ones that I'm really going to look to. I'm going to keep my headspace because I love it and yeah. I'm going to keep doing it. And I love that my kids love it. Um, but I'm also going to try to write more and I'm going to try to be outside a lot more. That's I say awesome. that I was outside a whole lot during the pandemic because... That's where you could be. That's where we could yeah. be, right? Like, um, and, and, but I, I loved being outside, and I loved that my kids were outside so much. It was so fun. And we met so many neighbors, right? That's like, right. That was a really great thing. Right. So, um, any, any final thoughts on Are you online? Can people find you if they really want to yeah, reach out to you and ask questions yeah. about I'm online. Um, you can find me at misslinconsulting.com. I know I have a website. Uh, also, if you're looking for just ways to incorporate spiritual practices, I think the Center for Action and Contemplation yeah. sends out daily meditations that you can read. And um, that's a great way to start your day with a simple meditation like the ones that they send out. Yeah. Um, it's just a brief, maybe two or three paragraphs of of talking about deep spiritual things and inviting you into presence. Um, so that's a great way. If you know, if you know the CAC, off. Center for Action and Contemplation, it's Richard Rohr. Many of you probably heard of Richard Rohr. And also Brian McLaren's there now too. Yeah, yeah. Um, Cynthia Bogalt, is that? Borgelt. We'll say it. Like uh, yeah, that. something like that. So like, they're, they're really <laughs> awesome. And they have some good podcasts too that you can find. Yeah. So yeah, that's Podcasts a good... are a great way yep. of maybe um, just listening to what's going on. The Robcast is a really good mm-hmm. one a lot of times yep. for stuff like that. Um, so there's as many people as there are in the world. That's how many different ways there are to pray or uh, good. to be present. So don't feel like it has to be a one size fits all kind of a thing. Just try different things yeah. until you find the thing that works for you.
Well, Jenny, thank you for sharing your wisdom with us thank and for, for, for giving us permission, you know, to try something new, but also to walk away from things too. Yeah. Um, I'm really grateful for that and for your, for your friendship, but also yeah. for your expertise in this and for coming to share. So um, let us know, right? Let us know what you're going to, whether you leave it in the, the comments now or if in the future you decide to something, let us know what you're going to do for 2021. And if we can help you in spiritual disciplines, let us know that too. We're here to, to help and, and be, I'm not a spiritual director, but I, I'm happy to be a guide in any way that I can. So um, grateful for your presence here this morning. Uh, go warm up your coffee, whatever you need to do. We'll be back here for worship in just a couple minutes. So Jenny, again, thank you. Thank you.